0: Okay, we Why do I keep doing
1: this? I hate my life. <laughs> I hate my life. <laughs> Did that make it all no, the time? No, I used to say day? that.
0: I stopped saying it.
1: I'm going to stop saying it. Then. I stopped saying it. I have
0: a great it. life. Yeah, I, sto- I used to say it a lot. I stopped. All
1: right. In any case, welcome to the family with... Right. Case, the family with... L.A. Nick.
2: Alex Rappenard-Rasmussen.
1: Mike Bryant.
2: Melissa Kirk.
1: Andy Rappenard.
2: And Cassie Schrader.
1: Special guest Christopher Garatano will join us. Strange World, a new series premieres this Sunday, August 11th. You know what's two weeks from today, or from tomorrow? Two weeks from tomorrow. The, the the no, no, state state yeah. oh, two weeks right. from
3: tomorrow.
1: The state fair. State fair. Two weeks from today. I'm so excited! I love the state fair so much. Summer's <laughs> over.
4: <laughs> no, it's
3: not. I love the I'm, state fair so going, much. You
4: are You gonna go out there this year? No. no. Yes, no. we are. Me neither. Don't no. you want to see family. Fawn? You do
3: it. Don't you want to see Fawn with the farm animals?
1: Don't start with me.
3: Adorable. Well, the fans.
1: The fans love you out there. I also usually tell people to check them out online, but in the case of slightly damaged cars, you really do have to see them for yourselves. Stop out to Walzer Mazda, Nissan, Honda, and Subaru just south of the Burnsville Mall on Buck Hill Road. If you really want to, you can tell them Tom sent you, but that sounds kind of dumb. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and it's gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? And,
4: uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at
1: 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant.
3: Great.
0: Oh. I did see migration birds flying south yesterday
3: what yeah. are you gonna do so where is going? even though it's three hundred thousand degrees
1: strange birds they got a long we, way to go
2: we have <laughs> thousands true. of ge- can, uh canada geese everywhere yep i they're came, all
1: over the highway now oh
2: dad you came know came home what the what? other day and yeah. there was like probably 40 of them like in my driveway in the yard in the street
3: we, we have, have so daddy. much
2: geese in dayton
3: oh, oh my god so yeah, it's yeah, really funny.
4: we just had a bear in dayton. A bear. A bear. Yeah, you well, that's said right. That. You told me had you had a bear. Did s- you send her out there to take care of it or Nancy. <laughs> head to hand combat. He's
3: looking
1: through the window. <laughs> I like that. Hope the bear doesn't send her a picture after. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's, that's a great idea. I'll just tell an LA Nick a story about this, that that the first state fair because the state fair starts uh, two weeks from tomorrow as we were talking about that. My very first state fair, I was 19 years old, working at WDGY. I was a night guy, and I was appearing at the fair for for WDGY. And I'm in the booth, and these four guys come along, and they start throwing peanuts on me. You know, like I'm Who's elevated. it, Pasol? Yeah. turned out to be years later, I find out, because I didn't know who these four guys were. turns out it was Passalt and three of his brothers. Jerk. Yeah, and I met him like five, six years later, and he goes, you know, remember those people that are throwing peanuts at you? That was me. I'm like, you jerk. He used to do that at baseball games, didn't he? Oh, gosh, Throw peanuts at the players. He was (laughs) unbelievable. (laughs) Hanging out with passel if if you want to have fun, go hang out with Passel. Because, man, he has a couple of wheels, gets up there, starts singing. We used to (laughs) go up on stage, no matter where we were, starts singing for everybody. It was phenomenal. I I had a great time.
2: I'd like to get a hold of him, get him on the podcast. That'd be a fun
1: Yeah, he'd he'd be a great guest. When he's in town, uh, because he comes into town every other Friday. He's retired now. Yeah. But he's a fine, outstanding individual. Yes. That's my... Basil, mm-hmm. yep, He's which great one? guy. He's a wonderful, which one? wonderful You're not person. About Jeff Basil. Yeah, Jeff's a which, wonderful person. Which Basil? He's a great you? guy. <laughs> he worked hard his whole
4: life.
2: He's a fellow crony with me. We both have Crohn's disease, so oh. we have that's that.
4: Right. He he is a crony. Yeah, but he's really overall very healthy. He's yeah. A good guy. What is so. wrong
1: with you? What are you high? No. I mean, you're you're never like the I represent him in this fall case. Oh, that's right. Never never mind. That's why
0: that's why he's retired.
1: Next <laughs> day on the SL page. That's why he's retired. Yes, well, Michael said you're going to have to retire. You're too crippled up. <laughs> you're unbelievable. You're amazing. Well, he got
0: that big paycheck, so. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I will tell you, I can't get into the particulars of this, but <laughs> I called Michael last night to ask him a legal question about somebody else. And before I could tell him what the problem was, he told me what the sentence would yeah. <laughs> be. I was like, damn. Apparently, you know the law pretty well. That's that's a little bit. That's good for you. Don't you been think it's doing this you? a little while. A little yeah. while. How long have you been? How long you been practicing law?
4: Well, I did uh, personal injury as well. I was in law school for three years, and then I got out in '91. So I've been a lawyer since '91. But
1: how can you how can you do personal injury without a license?
4: I was a law clerk. I worked. I did everything but oh. went to court. So well, you did. Yeah, Stephen Gross von Holtum. So we had a great Stephen time there. Gross and von Holtum. wonderful. God,
1: he used to get mad at me all the time. Who? Harry. Oh, Harry. Is he talk- <laughs> he's really his voice. A,
4: yeah. uh, you do I heard he's a great
1: guy. Are you he is doing, a doing guy. like
0: an ad blitz right now. Am I? Yeah. So no, I hear ads
1: so. everywhere.
0: Well, I wouldn't no,
1: even listen to KQ Morning Show. That's all we were talking about. I know, yeah. But i uh, Doug Sprinthall <laughs> and Dan Chesky. Well, his ads are
4: other places too. Steve. Yeah, K Fan. Yeah. And we had some CCO stuff because of the uh, hands free. That's where I. I
5: are you on Cool 108?
4: I don't think so.
5: Have
1: you heard
4: the morning <laughs> shows in those places? You ever <laughs> heard the <laughs> <Awesome. laughs> so morning wonderful. shows? Awesome. So wonderful.
5: Well, we hear you on one of those other ones that we listen to. Right? Yeah, I
0: hear you on another station, too, because I only get certain stations in the garage. Everything
1: in
4: St.
0: Cloud. I'm on every station. Saint yes. Cloud. yes.
1: I
4: was up,
0: and you have some billboards up,
4: up in there. We do. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've seen your billboards up there. You know
1: who was the weekend nighttime disc jockey at KCLD back? In the day,
4: who's that? You?
1: No, somebody you know, though.
3: I know lots of people. The Pat
1: <laughs> was the was the ad, the overnight person on weekends at KCLD in St. Cloud. Drove up there every lived in Maple Grove. Drove up there every weekend and drove back every, the next morning.
3: Dave Oh, I'm just kidding.
4: Yeah, no. Dave <laughs>
1: Initials are KB. Catherine. You Brant. really, really. Catherine oh. was the overnight person at the no weekend. Wow, I didn't yep. know that. Yeah. That was before you guys were born. I well, it could have well. been before you were born. You were a little kid though. What she was got. She
0: went that there was for before... the weekend.
1: No, she would go up and come back. Oh, it's only, she... From up there, it's only about. It was before we
3: were born. Ride. Oh yeah, that's it's in her LinkedIn um, profile. Wow, eighty two <laughs> to eighty four.
1: It yeah. is. In her... Yep. Oh so, so it was you before like, you were did
4: correct? you like yeah. Bigfoot her career and she could be
1: like huge right now but yes, instead yes he totally you know. did she used to write Get bits she used to write bits for Action. KQ well, she would she, she when i started at KQ she was a producer there and couldn't mm-hmm. stand the people so she quit <laughs> Okay, because of you, he said
0: she should be barefoot and pregnant, and that was the end of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: yeah, yeah that, I go for big with Catherine. Yeah,
0: back. <laughs> have, you met, have you
4: met Catherine? Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, no, that's so that's why up. that's why it was a good
1: joke. <laughs> <laughs> that's not happening. So yeah, she was so she was up there eighty two, eighty three, eighty four. So before Andy was even born, yeah. so I wasn't on the radio then.
3: She yeah, she wouldn't have gone doing, to St. Cloud with two little kids at home
1: over. overnight. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. But I didn't even realize that. That was God, that was that long ago, eighty two. Seems like yeah. She was good right. on the air too. She was. She was very good. But yeah, she was a writer and producer on the KQ Morning Show in her first day. Really? Well,
4: she, she does she, some podcast work, I heard. I was gonna say, no, you you know, <laughs> whatever she feels <laughs> she, like
1: She's actually good them. on the podcast. Yeah. Whatever she feels <laughs> like it she does. she's, she's, she's trying, here. trying she's to find clips. I don't think then he exists. Oh, there got to be clips of Catherine on My KCLD. God. I bet you don't they, they think have so. them It'd
3: be funny there. if she like, uses a really fake voice that, that, was, that was like that saying knockout That knock was way <laughs>
4: computer, though. Catherine yeah. using a throat <laughs> voice.
3: doesn't exist.
1: Yeah,
3: yeah, oh, that's that's bad. Bad. They would have yeah. to yeah. have kept I, I all those old. giant reels all this time and I doubt they did.
1: I had old Catherine Bray up here. I was going to go out there and say Cloud Lab. Overnight?
3: She probably was just like, no one's listening.
1: No. Why am I I even here, nice overnight audience at KCLD. Absolutely. So I, yeah, I was just doing voiceover then. I didn't. I wasn't even in radio back then.
3: Voiceover. So. You know what is really annoying? What? The whole voiceover and like commercial world now. It's celebrities that already have so much flipping money.
1: Well, they ruined the business. Yeah, so it's they like, like Dennis
3: business. Quaid is doing E. surance commercials. Like, wh- it's like Dennis need? Quaid, <laughs> really. Do
0: you know what? A, you know what a, I don't a, think you
3: need any do, more money, do you know Dennis what, Quaid. Do you don't
0: know want a syndicated commercial pays a but lot Julian. nothing anymore millions and millions of
1: dollars oh, you yeah. mean nationally
0: I know but he, right. need, yeah, but he doesn't or need but yeah. no, he
3: doesn't
1: need any more money millions
0: and millions but and millions yeah, of he dollars he doesn't need any more money is what I'm but saying the, 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 the industry now only takes A-listers that's correct. or nobody. but that's what I'm so saying so they can pay them $3,000 and go bye bye that's like exactly my cousin right. did a candy crush commercial. He got four grand a candy bye bye. And that's that's they take nobodies or it's A-listers. Know, a listers. I which is really
3: dumb because it's like if somebody if it was like me, I want to do voiceover. No, cause you're you it's over. It's either lady Gaga or yeah, you. it's
5: over. yeah. It's, well, to be me, fair, it's it's fair he looks really old. so sounds quit? yeah. all of a sudden. He just D5. looks super old. <laughs>
1: so a friend of mine was that's their the, nanny. If I, uh, Most with Christopher likely... Garitano, I'd be getting really pissed off What's about now because he's been on the hold now for oh, about geez. two minutes. Oh, wow. Well. But I, you guys I, didn't I, stop nobody saying said,
3: Nobody said we had a guest. Yeah. Nobody, there was no light on. There no. was no way. Nobody said it. There was, <laughs> no, Is there a light
1: that's supposed to be a, on?
3: Acknowledgement.
1: Christopher, how are you? Apparently there's supposed to be a light on. I didn't know that. I'm
6: doing well. How are you? Can you hear me okay?
1: I can hear you perfectly. How about on your end? Okay. Uh, I can hear you pretty good. Magnificent, strange world, award-winning independent filmmaker, Christopher Garatano. Is that how you say your last name, I hope? Yes, it is. Marvelous. Christopher Garatano dives into America's scariest conspiracy theories and bewildering mysteries. Now, I want to stop right there. Scariest conspiracy theories. They're all pretty scary to me. I'll tell you that, Christopher.
6: Uh, what? Likewise.
1: I don't understand. Yeah. yeah.
6: Uh, in regard to scary conspiracies, you know, there was one that I, I started with uh, over a decade ago, and it was this legend uh, surrounding the Camp Hero Air Force Station in Montauk, New York. And I didn't, I didn't believe anything that was said at first. I just thought it would be interesting to interview these elderly men uh, telling tall tales. And then, um, as I went forward, I learned about things like Holmesburg prison and MK ultra and all these other things that were actually proven to be true. And it, you know, shifted my paradigm and how I saw things, uh, my whole perspective changed on this stuff. You know, a lot of this stuff I you know, originally thought was just fun to talk about, you know, uh, speculate if it was true or not, it was the suspense of that. But then when I started to realize, you know, some of this stuff really is true, I, you know, that was the thing that ignited my, um, you know, as an adult, exploring these things that ignited my interest. It was the fact that these things could be true. Changes your whole perspective on uh, on your daily life.
1: Yeah, I would imagine that. So the fact that you found out they could be true, not that they necessarily were, but they could be true.
6: Sure. Well, they, you know, that they could be true. It's the journey. I think a right, lot of... Right. Um, a lot of investigations in terms of entertainment go wrong sometimes because it's always like, okay, can we find evidence? Yeah, I, I mean, that, that part of that journey is important, and you do want to find some kind of evidence, but I think what's exciting for the audience a lot of the time is is the journey getting there. Uh, and if we can make that interesting and we can try to you know, explore tangible things, historical fact, coupled with... You know how wild these mysteries can be Uh, you know we have eight episodes of this show and um i do touch upon camp hero in the first one but then you know towards the end of the episode we actually start exploring some technology that was developed that's almost tantamount to the stuff in the legend so it's just showing you well you know if i can't prove this legend there is something that's very similar that we can look at that we can experiment with and a lot of people aren't aware of this stuff
1: well, just, because it's got, well, it's gotten more and more popular in the last, what, five to ten years, something like that. It's it's really blown up a lot, hasn't it?
6: In regard to conspiratorial That's stuff? Well,
1: in regard to people's interest in it. The, the, in
6: people's. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because, you know, we're, I, I think, yeah, conspiracies, I think the one that before it really got wild, like, to where it is now, the one that people were truly interested in was the Kennedy assassination. Right. Yeah. Uh, You know, I mean, way back when Oliver Stone made JFK and even before that. But I think when when Stone made JFK, because it mainly focused on the conspiracy, that's Mm -hmm. when that, I think, idea solidified and people's interest. Like usually it was, you know, you know, several of the basic food groups of the paranormal that people would be interested in, whether it be cryptozoology or hauntings or whatever UFOs. But um, yeah, no, I, I, I think it got popular after JFK
4: so do you start with places that you already believe there's evidence for or is any of it going into places to decide whether or not it exists or whether or not there's truth to it
6: i I think we start with a series of factual events that surround a mysterious case and in other words let's say yeah you know, I, th- I believe it's our uh, second episode or our fourth episode uh, I think it's been switched but the James Dean uh, crash the okay. mystery surrounding that there is there are a series of factual events that happened in that that you can't deny and the reason behind it is what we explore i can't say exactly why it happened we just know that he was in a crash that there were people that experienced things with parts of that car after the crash other people died yeah. so it was it, it it's an odd series of events that are very curious sparks the imagination fun to explore, but at the same time, I think we learn something about um, other planes of existence, perhaps, you know, uh, you know, this is these are the things we explore in the show. Fears of technology, fears of the future. We shift gears every episode, and that was always the idea, you know, we wanted to have a variety. So it's never the it's never this repetitive thing. Every episode, we always try and change the mystery or change the interest. We have an episode about artificial intelligence. You know, we talk to scientists, we talk to engineers, we talk to legit people. So uh, it's a very different type of show. Cool. I
1: love the whole idea of conspiracy, conspiracy theories. Uh, one thing that's been brought up quite often recently is that uh, the United States of America is hiding aliens in Area <laughs> 51. And then you look at other things the government does and completely screws them up, but they're really good at hiding aliens. I'm like, what?
6: You know? I, yeah, I, I. you know... Okay, so in that, I, and I've thought about that, of course. I mean, look, we're living you know, on a rock in the middle of space, essentially, and uh, the, great, the most brilliant minds confirm that we have an infinite amount of galaxies with an infinite amount of solar systems, billions and billions of them. Uh, so probability tells us there is another Earth-like planet or another planet that that can sustain or has sustained life and perhaps intelligent life. So I start there. Now did they come here? I don't know, there's some things that could support that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what people are celebrating when they explore these mysteries. But I frankly I think a lot of people enjoy the the mystery behind it. If we sure. revealed tomorrow that we had neighbors and then we started communicating with them, it wouldn't be as exciting anymore. I mean I think there would be a new level of excitement because now we're discovering this whole new thing about us and about the universe. But um but we wouldn't, I think the, the mystery that we have now is the wonder and these shows and stuff like that would, would dissipate. They would go away. It would be a thing of the past. wouldn't exist anymore.
1: No, so I know. think a lot
6: of people truly enjoy the fact that these things are hidden, even though they might not admit it. I think that,
1: well, that's how I am, and I know that's how I am. I would rather, as far as Area 51 is concerned and that whole idea, I'd rather we never find out. Because it's, as you said, it's much more interesting and, and semi-exciting because I don't know. I kind of like not knowing some
6: things. Likewise. Yeah, even with the uh, the whole Bigfoot thing, I yeah, think it should be yeah. kept a mystery. <laughs> if it does exist. Thanks and, you cheerio. know, in both cases, yeah. even in the case of UFOs, you have a lot of legit, credible people over the years that claim they've encountered these odd craft. You know, a lot of astrophysicists, astronauts, scientists, you know, military guys. It's not just you know, people who uh, were standing in their backyard. However, a lot right. of those people are credible,
1: too. My favorite, and I like to talk about this quite often, Jonathan Winters, the great comedian, right? Yes. Jonathan Winters comes out on The Tonight Show, and he's pretending to be a ufologist or, you know, he's a, he's a believer in, in, in alien beings and all the rest of it. And he walks out on stage, and one of the guys asks him, so when did you first see the aliens? And Jonathan Winter said, "Well, I was taking the beer cans out to the garbage." <laughs> <laughs>
6: hmm. I love that joke. And, and and that's the thing when you're exploring these mysteries, you do meet a lot of colorful people oh, across yeah. you know along the way. Uh, and I love hearing their stories. And that's how it started for me. Even making uh, the Montauk Chronicles documentary way back. Yeah. It was, um that was that's what it was about. I wanted to see these old guys tell me some. You know, I want to hear. I want to hear their stories. I want to hear this eighty-year-old man tell me a story of uh, aliens and underground bases. And you know, it was just enjoyable. But then it's like as I looked into the facts surrounding other cases, it was shocking uh, because I didn't know programs like MK Ultra and. Um, and Holmesburg prison existed. So then you wonder, is this guy telling me the truth? Mm-hmm. And that's that's uh, that, that's that what kept me going all this time.
1: I think it's wonderful. I, I One thing I don't understand, Christopher, we're talking to Christopher Garitano, uh, award-winning independent filmmaker Christopher Garitano, dives into America's scariest conspiracy theories and bewildering mysteries. A Strange World premieres this Sunday at 9 o'clock Central Time, 10 uh, o'clock Eastern Time on Travel Channel, which is doing a great job, by the way. Travel Channel is doing a really uh, nice job.
6: Yeah, they are. They, they have some great programs coming up. And um, the support they gave us and encouragement, uh, you know, with something fresh. It's very new. It's a new format. I mean, yeah. I, I loved... Leonard Nimoy's in search of, you know, watching reruns yeah, growing yep, up yep. and um, unsolved mysteries with Robert Stack and I felt like a lot of the modern programming lost that mystery and it was all kind of like a bunch of guys running around a house looking for right. devices which is fine and all and I know a lot of people love that but I think we we missed the atmosphere that that needs to come back and I feel like we brought that back with Strange World. I
1: think it's ther- why do you think it is Christopher that people want to believe that there are human beings, but inside that outer human shell is a lizard or a reptile. Why is it always a reptile? I don't get that.
6: (laughs) Well, I've heard a lot about this, almost too much. and um, (laughs) I I can't tell you that I I believe any of that or even want to. But I think people look back at old texts and old literature and... you know, they start to fill in the blanks. And yeah. sometimes I think yeah. they want to believe that, you know, fantasy is reality. And in many cases it is. So it's, it, it, it's an odd situation. It's like we have a mixture of conjecture, lies, and then some very odd truth. And I suppose the, uh, the excitement is, you know, the exciting part of this is to kind of find out what is true. And a lot of the times the truth is stranger than any of these other things.
1: I love this paragraph in the descriptor. Over the course of eight hour-long episodes, Garotano will immerse himself in the world of the weird and bizarre, exploring everything from the alleged curse of James Dean's death car, little bastard, to the extraordinary and unexplained disappearances on California's Mount Shasta, to the legend of Poly- is it Polybius? Yes, Polybius. A 1980s arcade game supposedly created as a mind control experiment gone among Is oh I don't know, Andy? You know about this? I do. Oh, so I want to hear you and Christopher talk about this. This That's fascinating.
6: (laughs) So, okay, okay, the legend of Polybius surfaced in Portland, Oregon in the early 80s. And the idea was that some odd secret government faction or some other organization was covertly planting uh, mind control devices in an undeveloped or untrademarked video game called Polybius and that it was placed in these arcades, kids would play them. It would mess with their minds Mm -hmm. and uh, induce horrible dreams, seizures, make them angry. And they say, or legend says, that this was an early test phase for a mass mind control project that eventually would be implemented into home gaming systems. Mm -hmm. And uh, what we explored in the episode, I think, and what we found that's factual is even much more terrifying than the legend, in my opinion.
1: I think it's wonderful. Ladies and gentlemen, Christopher Garatano, Sunday, August 11th, 9 o'clock, Central, 10 o'clock, Eastern Time on Travel Channel. Great stuff, Christopher. I'll be watching, I guarantee. I love this stuff. Thank you so much. It's great talking to you, sir. Have a great day. Likewise. Thank you. Christopher Garatano, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back with the family. Or visit WhitingClinic.com to set up your free LASIK consultation. Remember to tell them that I sent you and save $500 on your LASIK.
6: Offer good for a limited time. Call Whiting Clinic for details. Good for both eyes only. Cannot be combined with any other offer.
1: Uh, You've entered a zone or something. (laughs) (laughs) something? A a zone? What was it? The Twilight Show. Didn't he die at like fifty four or something? He died young, didn't he? They were
0: good shows though.
1: I love oh. the Twilight Zone. Yeah, there were some, just good, there were some
0: gay, good
3: episodes.
2: Yes. Hearing this music it would make your hair stand on it yeah. and then you're like woo, it's I know every time
3: it's like Rod Sterling died at the age Sterling died at the age of fifty.
2: Yeah, 50,
3: young. guessing from smoking because yeah, he was he, literally he, always smoking. He was, yep, he was a heavy he, he he smoker. What? what is yeah.
0: that? He smoked on the show. He, he smoked did, three yeah. to four
3: oh, yeah. packs a day.
1: Jeez, who well, hasn't done that? he would yeah. okay.
2: walking around with a cigarette in the black and white yep. and the cuffs of oh yeah.
1: My god.
3: <laughs> what is that show that you mentioned to me that Oh, came it's called
1: out? Let's Make let's, a deal? Tell, let's tell stories. Talk, tell me a story. That's what it's called. Tell me, do you
3: have it recorded?
1: It's on Showtime.
3: Oh, okay. So they when the kids time. and I are over,
1: tell and they a go to story. bed. When are you coming over?
3: Dan leaves next Saturday. Not this coming Saturday, but the following.
1: Saturday. So you're going to be with us for six days. I
3: think so. Yeah. Well, for
1: I mean, no oh, great.
3: I can just it. No, the
0: kids, my- are yeah, allowed. The kids aren't allowed house. in the house, though. That's right. they
1: got to stay go. like yeah, They only, only go in the will. garage. Yeah. It's all my true. My kids
3: don't just, like, grab random things and throw them mm. off and break everything. Many people
1: don't, don't know so this. We were talking about Rod Serling and uh, Twilight Zone. He was a decorated uh, war hero in World oh, War really? II. I didn't, I didn't know, know that. that. He was a tiny guy, too. He was about 5'3", I think. Really? Yeah, he was 5'3". No, like that. I, I, can, I can
0: remember him smoking, though. Every, every oh, yeah. time you saw him, he was smoking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another thing
1: Speaking people know,
5: of decorated war heroes, it is Purple Heart Day, apparently. Purple heart, heart Day. Day. Mm-hmm. And your children have a lovely grandpa that is a Purple Heart.
1: Mm-hmm. He From getting a, stabbed
5: right. in the butt. <laughs> he
1: didn't get stabbed in the <laughs> butt. He yeah, got stabbed that's in the butt in combat.
5: Told. Who that's stabbed how him he, in the butt? He was in
3: hand-to-hand <laughs> combat. Some
1: German. And he
2: got stabbed
1: in the butt. Some, <laughs> Some German. And that's how
2: he got his Purple Heart. I
1: did not know that. Yep. Butt stabbed. No that's how
2: Forrest Gump, Gump got his Purple Heart, because he got shot in the butt.
3: He yep. got shot in the butt. Exactly.
1: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It
2: happens all the time. Both great men.
1: Both. <laughs> yes. Both great men. There's no question about it. No doubt about it. I love this story, and I don't even know why, because it's so psychotic.
3: You love psychotics, right? I Yeah,
1: because this even came, I didn't even know about this until I asked the question, because I was at the Twins game on Sunday with Catherine and Steve and Tatiana from Sabre. And they did the anthem, and I looked around, and all the men had their hats off, but the women didn't. And I've never noticed that before, but apparently, for some reason, women don't have to remove their hats. I always for the do. the National Anthem.
3: I, I don't do. usually wear hats yeah, to like big hat things wear, yeah. like I do when I'm running and if right. I'm out walking and right. stuff like that, but I don't like for fashion. And, but I wear hats to twins games because like I'll wear a twins hat, but I always take it off during I that. Do you I do know why? <laughs> why? Because our hair
5: looks <laughs> I know, get terrible. Hair. Um, <laughs> because actually it used to be a thing for women to cover their heads. Mm-hmm. Um it was actually oh, church, more yeah, in yeah. church and in in yeah. certain areas. So that's probably why it's probably a passed on thing that nobody knows why they do it anymore. But yeah, in churches and stuff you used to have to
2: women used to cover their heads and mm-hmm. men couldn't.
5: Oh yeah.
0: Still My, still the case in a lot of countries. You go to church, you have to co- yeah. woman have to cover their head.
2: Yeah. yeah. My grandma's got a few fancy church hats. Yeah.
5: Yep.
0: You know, from being from, you from you the south.
2: Do? Yep. So but, I'm
5: sure it's just a passed-on thing that nobody yeah, maybe. thinks about anymore.
1: Hmm. I didn't know, so they don't. I because I've never noticed that women didn't remove their hats before.
5: But
0: all those traditions are.
5: I going always have the
0: way. removed
1: yeah. my
5: hat. Yeah. I do because I was just like
2: everyone else does. So. I don't, 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 don't yeah. well, want to be like, the only one wearing my like a, hat. She removing just, her hat? How disrespectful! Yeah, it seems
3: like a sign of respect. To yeah, you uh, yeah. Whatever.
2: I I always remove my hat like if I was to go to church or something I would always remove my hat but I guess you're not supposed to do that either well this Hmm. is like an old like a very very I mean
5: from like Bible like times I think
0: the last time (laughs) I went somewhere and they told me you couldn't wear a hat was the Breakers Hotel bar
1: there you go, and baby. And they said, you
0: can't, can't wear a hat, so, okay, I take my hat off? And they go, oh, that's worse. <laughs> <laughs> <What is laughs> they
1: they go, did not.
3: No,
0: no, and then I called, I, I asked them about, they had like a tapestry on the wall in the breakers in tapestry. that bar, and I called it a rug, and they got all mad. It is a rug. I <laughs> know. Tell them to <laughs> settle down. It and is then, a rug. And then... I'm out by the pool, oh, and they come out, and they told me, no cell phones. I'm like, Are you s-? and I wasn't talking on the cell phone. I was just looking at my cell phone. And they said, oh,
1: sir, there's no cell phones yeah. allowed, allowed on the property.
5: When is right. this? Because we were just I'm there. getting to the point.
1: I the hate computers. No what is this now? This oh, just popped still. up on my screen. Uh, now what? popped Can you up. Can exit out of it? No, I can't.
3: I clicked on this thing, and it just popped up.
1: <laughs> yeah, if you're at the I pool, the breakers, don't no work. Uh, at all. Hmm. What the hell is that now?
5: We were just... There last year, and it was fine.
1: Yeah, yeah. Andy
2: had his phone up. On, on Windows operating system alert. Because <laughs> he always does. You
3: have to sign in yeah. with your <laughs> that's, login.
1: That's that how he. That or it's a phishing pop up. Well, that's what I'm wondering. Fishing. It's a phishing pop up. I can't get rid of it. I'll be able to Fish tell you it. by looking yeah. at it. I Fish. already tried. I can't do it. Right Andy, you're going to have to you. fix it because yeah. I'm screwed. Poor
5: so.
2: Daisy. Computers. <laughs>
1: computer, Did computer, computer. They are a double edged sword. Uh, yeah, that does not, no, that's not real at all. Yeah. Okay. What are you going to do with your hands? Yeah, I'm so popular, they're trying to steal my information. <laughs>
2: Control, alt, delete. No, yes, yesterday yeah, exactly. somebody
0: messaged me that I don't know. Oh, really? Just, just saying it. hi on, on, so in, on Facebook. And then I didn't answer it. Then I went to look at the message again to see who the person was. And somehow my phone sent them my whole photo gallery.
2: Oh really?
1: Yes. Oh weird. Wait a minute.
0: Run yes. that by me again. What happened? Somebody messaged me and said, "Hi Nick," and, and then I <sighs> didn't respond. And then later that night, when That's I went home, I went to look at it, and there was all a, a square of my photo gallery. And I clicked, and you could go through my whole photo gallery on my phone, It huh. sent her my whole I photo hate gallery. that? Huh. Well, How do you know it's a woman? Because I looked her up. She's a men, she's a neighbor. A neighbor? Yeah, I don't know her. I've never met her.
1: Oh, that's a little uncomfortable, Judy. isn't it? Weird.
0: But, but it's it sent her my whole photo guard. Luckily, there's nothing in there,
1: but, you know, dumb pictures that I take. In other things. Your wiener picture. Oh,
5: my gosh, <laughs> Daisy. <laughs> <laughs> we got
1: to take a break. We'll be right back in just a couple of seconds <laughs> okay. with the family. Put me in, coach. That's all I know. Cassie does this to me because there is no bigger Minnesota Twins fan than your boy. I have been since I was nine years old. They better win today, Candy. They better win. Where are the Twins right now? (laughs) Where are they sitting? They're three and a half up on Cleveland. Uh, They beat Atlanta in the first game, lost the second game, got hammered yesterday. Barrios had a bad outing. But there's a a game that just, matter of fact, that started. uh, What? What? what, Forty-five. What place? Then? They're in first place by three and a half games over Cleveland. So that's they're sitting good then. They would have been better off, but I blame it on Candy Picard. But they're still
0: sitting (laughs) sitting good.
1: Yeah, they're in great shape. They are indeed. Candy, how are you?
7: I'm great. How are you guys?
1: Marvelous. Minnesota Twins hosted national health event to include children with disabilities on Tuesday, August sixth, just yesterday. Candy Picard, interim president. What do you mean, interim president? I told you to take over. Why? It's not interim, Well, is it? it's
7: kind of changed a little bit. They gave me the permanent role, so I am the president.
1: Okay, good. I, uh, I tried to talk to him and said, listen, make her the president. There's going to be trouble. <laughs> Candy Picard, president and CEO, <laughs> National Down Syndrome Society. This is a great event. I want to hear all about the event.
7: Well, it's really exciting. We were really thrilled yesterday to be at Target Field and working with... Um, you know, the Professional Baseball Athletic Trainer Society. So to tell you a little bit about, you know, the event itself, is it's called the PLAY event, which PLAY stands for Promoting a Lifetime of Activity for Youth. And it's a public awareness campaign put on by PBAT in conjunction with the Ruderman Family Foundation, ourselves here at the National Down Center Society, Taylor Hooten Foundation, and then Henry Kierstein Foundation. Um, and we're really excited because we worked with the Twins Athletic Training Staff under Head athletic trainer Tony Leo and hosted mm-hmm. kids from you know here in the Minneapolis area and with a fully inclusive on on the field sports health and wellness clinic yesterday and it was fantastic.
1: Yeah, you know, I got to tell you something, and I'm very serious about this. Um, whenever I would go to an event for the Vikings or the Twins or you know whomever it was, the 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 Wild, the Timberwolves, and they would have. Children with Down syndrome on the field, you will never, ever see a happier human being on earth than a Down syndrome child on a, on an athletic field. They just love that, or at least the ones that I've seen. have.
7: Well, yesterday was no different. I mean, it was great to be with, you know, just, you know, everybody. I mean, all ages. I mean, we went from ages 8 to about 17 yesterday that took part in the campaign. And, you know, again, it was fully inclusive. They got to run the bases. They got to do some you know, hitting out yep. in the field with even a couple God. of the twins players. And it was just such a special, you know, opportunity to be on the field as it is, but just to have that that clinic environment with the twins.
1: The twins are really good about, well, I think, to tell you the truth, all the teams in Minnesota are really good about this kind of thing. But the twins do step up and they're really, really particularly uh, helpful and, and they're open to pretty much anything uh, like this, which I, I really enjoy. We, there was nothing like this when I was a little kid. They didn't do these things at, uh, you know, th- athletic events or whatever. When, when did that start? Actually, where teams stepped up and said, "No, we need to, we need to support this." When did that happen?
7: Yeah, we really we started this in 2004, um, and it was really again just to kind of create some awareness around some health issues. But then, you know, the Professional Baseball Athletic Trainer Society really looked at it and understood that not only to, you know, really look at child health and promoting a healthy living, but, you know, disability inclusion and how it can really make a difference from a young age going forward in America.
1: I do love the fact, and we talk about this quite often on on the morning show, that no matter what the situation is, if everybody's treated the same, that to me, I think, is so wonderful. It just doesn't matter what it is, what it's all about, everybody gets treated Just like a human being, I I really like those events a lot.
7: Well, we love it. I mean, I think that, you know, our goal is to really change America's perception about the value of people with disability. And by working together with, you know, PBATS and the Ruderman Foundation and, and the other groups that we work for, I think that the baseball's rich history of players with disability and, you know, looking at how we can become a fully inclusive community as a whole and how businesses and families can embrace
1: that. You know, it's really funny about this. Uh, and I, and I'm very proud of this. I'm very, very happy in North Minneapolis, where I grew up, you know, it was always known as a pretty rough area and very poor area and all the rest of it. But if any kid or any person had a disability, there were guys in the neighborhood that would go around to any newcomers and say, you see those people over there, you bother them or pick on them. I will beat you mm. to a pulp. It was wonderful. They were protected in my neighborhood. Anybody with—I with, don't know—they it used to be called special needs at that point, I guess. Yeah. But anybody like that, the older guys in my neighborhood always made sure that they were left alone and treated with respect. I, I absolutely loved thinking back on that.
7: Well, I love that, and, and myself. I'm a parent. I have a seven-year-old son with Down syndrome that is getting ready to start first grade, oh, and yeah. to look how. Yeah, to look how far we've come, you know, within the disability community and making that inclusive environment. And I think that, you know, Minnesota as a whole and Minneapolis is very progressive in their thoughts and really making that change happen for for families.
1: So who do you work with at the Twins uh, to set this whole thing up?
7: So we work directly with Tony Leo, the head athletic Oh, that's right. You did say that. Um, And with their, yeah, with their community relations team, which is fantastic over there. And, you know, we plan on being back again next year and and doing this again and making it bigger and better.
1: Did you work with Marnie at all? The TV woman. Uh, she does a lot of TV work for the twins. She is as good as it gets. A uh, very yeah. very nice. They were their all...
7: entire team. Yeah,
1: you're right. It's everybody over there. So did you have fun? That's what I want to know. I know everybody else had fun. Did you have fun? Oh
7: my gosh, it's the best day. I always laugh because you know our team fights over who gets to go to these events <laughs> and who gets to like experience it, and I'm like. Well, I get to go to a couple of them. So, you know, I grew up in Wisconsin, so I have to laugh that they said yesterday to me, they said, you know, have you been to Target Field? And showing my age here a little bit, Tom, I said, the last time I watched the Twins and the Brewers play was when County Stadium was still, oh my um, God. you know, up and running. So for me, it was it was a thrill and just really being with the community and being with, you know, some of our folks. I think, you know, we had a couple of families that drove down from Duluth just to
1: participate and be yeah, part of this. Great. So it was really that's... special. So I'm not going to bring up the Packers at all. Forget it, Candy. It's not coming up. It <laughs> <laughs> starts they do, they do. They do show you
0: good hospitality, though, if you do something do. At, the, at the stadium. They
7: do. They got good cheese, right?
0: Yeah, they, they I, I threw the first pitch out for the Twins a couple times, and Joe Polite took me everywhere in the stadium. And, oh, he did? Oh, yeah, everywhere. Got they, to take, in the they usually control take room. me to the
1: exit. That's where they take me. When
0: I a, <laughs> Went down to the yeah, team room, and they, they, show, they have good hospitality.
1: They do. They do a really nice oh. job. I don't I don't think they the twins have ever said no we can't do it. I look if they already have an event that day it's not going to work but the twins are amenable to all these things I think the Vikings the Timberwolves, the wild mm-hmm. you know, I'm I, University of Minnesota I'm sure these people are all pretty easy to work with aren't they candy
7: yeah absolutely I think that you know everybody embraces these opportunities to really you know provide awareness for for our community but also you know on a on a larger level which is really which is really special, and I think it really kind of leads other other groups to do the same thing.
1: All right, you can't lie to me here. Did you take batting practice? We did not. We they did
7: it off a of tee. We had um, uh, Zach Latell that kind of did some mm-hmm. little overhand pitching to the kids, which was pretty fun for them.
1: Now I'm talking about you personally, Candy. Did you try to hit the ball off the <laughs> tee?
7: No, I did not. I mean, you had some, you know, you had some <laughs> people that were really batting up there. I didn't want to get up there and, you know. Not hit at all, you know, give
1: a whiff. <laughs> just get up there and whiff at the t-ball. Yeah, that would have been really good, Candy. That would have been...
7: A little embarrassing on target field to do that. Ah, that
1: would be wonderful. You know what's so great, Candy, It's just the, the sound of your voice. You're so happy about the event. You're happy uh, just as a you know, a parent and all the rest of it. It's it's nice to hear the tone of your voice. You just You loved it, and I can tell you loved it.
7: Absolutely. No, we're grateful for, for the support of the Twins and, and really the entire Minneapolis community.
1: Are you going to continue to do it?
7: Absolutely. Absolutely. No. It's something that we will continue to do as long as they invite us back.
1: God, President Picard. was the last Picard was only like a <laughs> lieutenant, wasn't it? Wasn't it Lieutenant Picard? Captain. Yeah. was Captain, a, right? Cap- oh, was Captain Cap- Picard. Captain. Yeah, Captain <laughs> Picard. So now you're President Picard. You passed him by. Well, he
3: eventually got promoted oh. to Admiral, though.
1: Oh, he's so. Admiral Picard after a while, did he? I didn't realize that. No, That's so funny. Okay, big shot. This is all I know. President yes. Picard, Candy Picard, thank you so much for your time. What a great, great conversation. It makes me happy that you're happy because there's so much arguing and barking at each other in the world right now. This yeah. is a wonderful, wonderful time to spend together. Thank you. Excellent.
7: Thank you both. Thank
1: you all. Have a great day. Bye. Candy Picard. You too. Lee, Bye-bye. Minnesota Twins hosted national health event to include children with disabilities on Tuesday, August 6th. The key in that sentence is included the children. Include the children. This is not a situation where, oh, it's special, and this is special. They're treated like everybody else. They're treated like human beings, and that's what I really like
2: yes. a lot. My uncle was the regional director for the Special Olympics. Oh, and really? He, was I didn't at, know that. he started oh. his career in education with kids with Down syndrome and special needs, and he says they are the most loving and just... Downright good people. They because there's, it's not that they're naive. They just don't let things.
1: They don't let stuff get to them. That's no, proof. they're
2: just happy. They're just happy to be where they're at. And then, you know, if you ever want joy in your life, tr- reach out to a group of kids like yeah. that and, and help them and work with them. And it, it's very fulfilling. I can tell you that because uh, I've been around yeah, a lot with
0: with special needs kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I I did kids with problems, like drug mm-hmm. problems. Oh, drug problems. That's, That's a whole different story, brother. Re- yeah. <laughs> no. It wasn't <laughs> that rewarding. It was actually depressing. Yeah. And then I did the Olympics in Minnesota for uh, disability. There's people missing arms and legs. Oh, and, yeah. And yeah. It's a ski- it was all skiing. Was of, they were all skiing. Oh, yeah. So, and uh, it was awesome. It was awesome. I took them all to, to a uh basketball game to Target Center, and they were, like, right in their wheelchairs, like, right up the escalator, and, like, they got it all down to science. But that was pretty
2: rewarding.
1: Tell you about the disability scooter in the winter, my story. (laughs) (laughs) Several years ago, I'm walking down the street, and there's a little, well, it's not a little incline. It was quite an incline up the street, and there was a woman on a disability scooter, and the wheels just kept spinning. It was just too slippery. She couldn't get up the hill, Right. And it was kind of a melty day, but there was still ice enough where she couldn't get up the hill. So I said, well, just, you know, you can accelerate a little bit, and I'll push you up the hill. You get to the top of the hill, you're good to go. Everything's wonderful. So I push her up the hill, and she's accelerating just a little bit, and we're about about 10, 15 feet from the top of the hill. It's pretty slushy. She guns it and sprays me from head to toe <laughs> with mud. Didn't even turn around, just kept right on going. That, that's that's <laughs> no good
0: deed goes unpunished. Yeah.
1: Exactly. <laughs> she covered me in mud. I and will she never, never even looked back. Never even looked <laughs> back. reminds me of Dumb and Dumber when yeah, he to help
2: that lady. And she ends up stealing all of his stuff.
1: And she's on <laughs> a scooter. No good, yeah, you know.
0: no good deed goes unpunished anymore.
1: That's yeah. pretty much the deal, isn't it? sad. I don't believe that. It, it really is sad. You don't believe it's true, Alex? Not for a second. So you think people are actually good? Yep. I think 95% of people are good. What city are you living in?
3: Bloomington, <laughs> Minnesota. Well. And
1: yeah. my
3: whole life, I've just been, found that most people are good.
0: Yeah, well, up where we live, it's that way. But in oh, the city. I just, if I, I've, I've
3: traveled, I've done lots, I don't Most people I come in
1: contact you, with your head, their... Okay, watch your, head, watch your back. Both. That's all I'm saying. I don't know. I don't know. No, I I do think, nah, not 95%. I would say 90% of people are good and and there are 5% on one side and 5% on the other side that are horrible human beings.
3: Yeah,
0: it's
1: there are
3: about, horrible right. human beings, for sure. I think I right
0: now, it's, it's most people don't even want to get involved at all. They don't even want to talk no. to you. They don't want to look true. at you. They don't yep. want to do anything. That's
1: very true, unfortunately. Yeah. They won't even make eye contact. You're oh, right.
0: in the city, no way. They will head, not do they, it. They wear the big headphones, and they have their hand, one hand like this and their cell phone like this, so they block both sides of their face. No, that's so and sad. they just walk in a straight line with their head down. Yep. They won't even say hello
1: to anyone. The only upside of that, they're really easy to punch. Because they can't see it coming. And I just oh talked God. to somebody who he just, just ignores. It's me. true.
0: No, that's true. That's true. I just talked to somebody who just moved to the suburbs too, and they said we moved to the suburbs thinking that we would be friends with their neighbors and stuff. They mm-hmm. said nobody even talks to you. Nope. They pull right in their garage and close the door.
1: Yeah, they do. That's pretty much it. <laughs> we
3: live in a cul de sac where you it's have like nice a very very quiet neighborhood. People don't go in it unless they live there. It's very nice, and there's probably six houses where the people are out in their yards, they want to talk to you, they'll talk to you for like two hours when you're just trying right. to walk your dog kind of thing and then everybody else is, yeah, kind of keeps to themselves.
1: I just love that one neighbor you have that's down with the homies. He's never even seen a black person. I'm what are kidding. you
3: talking about? The oh, the person that has the Black Lives Matter Black sign. Lives oh, Matter yeah. and Blessed
1: Ramadan oh, that's, out
3: in the middle yeah. of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what? I know it's like there's okay. a lot of those in South Minneapolis.
0: Yeah, it's like oh we yeah, say,
1: yeah. yeah, we get it. You're woke, thank you. Yeah, you're woke. We everyone's understand. welcome here. Yeah, everyone's welcome. I want to go okay. knock on the door and yeah.
0: ask if I can use the restroom. Hey,
1: can I move in with you? I need a place to so stay. I just wanted I to,
3: wanted to you say, can I use your crapper? I oh, know I see the all are welcome here, and I'm like, not really. I don't want nah. like murder,
1: murderers. Yeah, really. No, like.
3: I Rude people, no thanks.
1: Great guest today. It was a wonderful show. Have a magnificent day. Toodaloo. And to the one guy, I really don't hate La Nick. It was a joke.
0: <laughs> you Please. told him that when he saw, at the time, though, didn't you?
1: He didn't. No, I just let him believe that it was. True. <laughs> <laughs> it was wonderful. He'll have a friend call you soon. Tom Bernard like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. hates you. We'll talk to you soon with the family.